Welcome back to First Year in Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I want to start off by saying happy 2024. Uh, it's the first episode dropping in the new year. Uh, looking back at 2023, being able to see all the people we helped break into medical device sales, but now even all the messages that I'm receiving for people wanting to now have success once they're in the industry, it's been so much fun. And it's been great to just see the adoption by everyone and, and where this is all going. So I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you, because again, without this, it wouldn't be a part of anything. And so I just am always telling you guys, I'm so thankful. I uh, appreciate all the messages. I'm so glad that this content has been helpful to the people that are trying to break into med device sales, our associates right now, and even reps that have been in for a year or two plus, and that are just trying to get a little more success inside their industry or success inside their position. So I hope you all are having a great start. Um, I just want to look at my notes because I made some notes for this of really having success in 2024. And, and the reason I wanted to make today's episode is because while I was working out, I was thinking about several years ago when I was a brand new rep, what helped me really crush that year to go from the lowest performing to the top 10. And, and it was while I was working out, I'll never forget, it was like a Friday night going into the new year. I was really thinking about okay, what have I not done? What do I need to do? And, and I got done with my workout. And I actually just sat on the treadmill and did a walk. And I just, I literally made a whole list. And I made the list of everything. If I go accomplish, I will crush this year. I will crush quota. I will make sure that I am successful. And there will be no, there's not even a chance. And so that was what I did. And then I was able just to go follow through on the plan that I wrote in, at, like it was like 8.30 on a Friday night. And I just was like, okay, if I go deliver on all this, I'll be successful. And so the reason I'm saying that is, again, I was at the gym and I was just working out and I was like, this would be super helpful for you all because you're now in that exact same spot I was, 2024. So a couple things. Some companies are going to be starting brand new. You're going to have a brand new quota coming out in the next month or two because as we know, some do Q1 to Q4, like just as a calendar year. But there's also companies like, so when I was at a Medtronic, it wasn't like that, right? It was a, a different quarter system and how it ran. And so I was still halfway through the year and I still had to go just put in the back end to really crush the next two quarters. And so the reason I'm just saying that is this is a perfect time if you do have one where you're in the middle, what do you need to do over the next three to six months to absolutely crush it so you can get the deals done? But if you are brand new, again, going back to if you're an associate or you're a rep, what are you going to do in 2024 to be able to have success, make sure you follow through on all your things that you need to do to be successful in the industry while also performing, right? And so that's why I wanted to make today's podcast because again, I wanted to make sure that it's everything that you guys can do to be successful and have success in medical device sales. And so number one, going back to exactly what I just said is it's game planning and it's absolutely hysterical how many reps that I talk to that it's literally, I always say it's drinking from a fire hose, right? If you're an associate, if you guys are even four months in, plus you understand the whole drinking from a fire hose that we all say a million times. But also, if you're a rep and you've been in for one or two years, it's absolutely amazing when I talk to these reps that are like, hey, Jacob, I, I just want your advice because I've been in for eight months, a year, two years, and I'm, I'm just not where I want to be. And then I'm like, okay, let's talk about the game plan. What are you doing this year? And they're like, I'm not. Right. Or, or they try to give me like some fake game plan that they're coming up with on the spot. And that's why they don't, they're not successful because how can you be successful when you haven't planned for it? Right. Met device sales and success and all this. Like, again, there's a reason why it's time, like year over year, I'm having success. It's not because it's like 
I just hope it happens. We're just going to kind of wing it and see what happens. It's like, no, what's the game plan? What's my biggest targets? What is going to lead to the biggest opportunity? What's going to actually, if I get one deal done, actually going to crush everything and then everything else is bonus. Like that's where I'm at now. But like, for example, but what are the 14 other deals that I can get done that I, if I couldn't get that one done because it's so big, what are going to lead to those? And then guess what? If you hit both, holy camoly, you just crushed it, right? And so the reason I'm just saying that is going back to game planning. Like I said, when I was on the treadmill, I'm sitting there walking. What did I do? I thought about what accounts that I needed to talk to, who were my best opportunities, where was I lacking, and what did, was I lying to myself about saying I was being like a good rep when I actually had a lot of room improvement. Now, it's not that I was a bad rep because honestly, as you all know, if you just try, you're probably better than 50% of the reps out there because most of them can't even return an email and then they're still the ones responding back to me and asking why they can't be successful in the industry. Hysterical. But the reason I'm just saying that is how can you be successful if you don't plan to be successful, right? And so what I'm just going to say is in 2024, what's your guys' goals? What's everything you got to do? Because how you do it is you got to figure it out and then you got to work it backwards. And then that gives you the action steps. So for example, let's say you have a quota. Okay, if your quota is a million dollars this next year. Okay, so you have to do a quarter $250,000 in revenue. Okay. How many selling days do you have? And this is what most people just never even do. Some companies will give it to you, which is nice. But like, for example, let's just say you have 88 selling days in the three months that you have for that quarter, but there's a holiday, right? You have 88 selling days in there. Okay. So it's $250,000 for that quarter to be on track for your million dollars. Okay. What do you need to do per day, which is going to tell you in revenue wise, which again, everybody's device and stuff is going to be different because I talked to people who who sell something that's maybe literally $100 or $70 or something like that, where it's more high volume to, I talk to people, you know, that they're selling a product that's seven grand, 20 grand, a hundred grand, whatever it is, right? It's, it, you can see where this goes. So it's, you just need to figure out your quota. You need to work it backwards. Okay. So what do you actually need to do per quarter, which actually breaks down into what you actually need to do per month, right? And then you can see, okay, what are the selling amounts that you have to do? Which then, for example, let's just say, you need to do $2,500 a day and you sell a device that is $1,000. So what do we have to do? We need to do two and a half cases a day for those selling days. Okay, so that's great. So now I know as the rep that I need to go and schedule and hopefully get two to three per day on my case. And now here's the thing. Welcome to sales. We all know this. There will be a day you have four or five and there'll be a day you have zero. It's called sales right? But the whole goal is to continue to get you to that spot where you can be successful and you're planning for it. So again, even if you fall a little bit behind or a little above, you know, there's going to be some fluctuations, but you're shooting for it. Because for example, if you know you need to have two and a half cases per day, but you're on average only having one or two, what is your job now? In your off time, you need to be going and getting new prospects. You need to be doing lunches. You need to be getting a new surgeon. So if you get one or two surgeons to try it, guess what? If that's even like a medium volume surgeon and they do one a week, you now are increasing by four cases. Okay, great. Well, where does that put you? So that's what I see most people not do. They don't even break down the numbers what they get. They're just like million dollar quota. Okay, let's see what happens. They're gambling. They got the dice and they're like, let's gamble. Let's see what can go, Right. That's that won't lead to any success. It will be the people who are calling me and they're like, I just feel like I'm a chicken with my head cut off. I'm running around. And it goes back to what I talk about all the time that I see reps that why they are not successful in this industry is they are busy, not productive. 
right? So this is the common conversation I have with everybody. Okay, because people will say we do our new to medical device sales. We have other businesses, right? You can see us in the studio. They're saying things like that. How do we do all of this while still being successful inside the industry? Because it's about being productive, not being busy. Could I go work 12-hour days? A thousand percent. But at a certain point, it's, it's going to be diminishing returns because even though you're working, you're probably misspelling emails. You're not putting things that you should be putting in there. Like There's certain things that you're going. So for example, you probably could put in five, seven, eight hours that are hardcore and you're going to crush it in just those eight hours. Then somebody who's working, I talk to people all the time and they're always like, I'm working 14 hour days. And I'm like, and cool. Does that mean that you're actually performing? right? Because everyone wants to take the badge of honor of, I work all the time. I'm so busy. But what if you work all the time and you make no money and you don't hit your quota? But then you talk to rep two who works five hours a day, but absolutely crushes quota. Why? There's not the difference of busyness because rep, this rep's actually working way more. It's being productive. So the reason I'm just saying that to you guys is because again, it's like, okay, I'm going to go like, for example, this morning, it's, I've already got one PO that is a big PO. So it's great. And that pretty much does the month, but it's not like, okay, I'm just going to sit and do nothing for the rest of the day. It's like, okay, I already got two schedules for upcoming people. I have a follow-up with an account that I'm already managing and that's going to lead into a sale. Like just from that. Okay. So even if that was only two hours, which it's not, <laughs> I only, I don't only work two hours a day, but the reason I'm saying that those two hours are more productive than what most people are generating in working 10 hours. And so it goes back to you guys is making sure that you, when you are doing this, that you are game planning, but that you're actually going to be productive in what you're doing. Because again, I hear all the time, Jacob, I work 12 hour days. Great. If you're a bottom rep and you're not even the top 20, top 40, what, like if you're not hitting quota and you're telling me you work 12 hour days every single day, I'm going to say you're doing something wrong. Now, here's the thing. You might have to do that over the next three to six months to build your territory. I'm not saying that. But like when I talk to people who are like, Jacob, I work 12-hour days every single day. I'm a badge of honor. I work my butt off. I'm a hard worker. And I'm not saying you're not. But what happens when you did that for the last year and you hit 72% to quota? You did something wrong in those 12 hours every single day. And you probably could have done something a lot smarter. You could have probably gone and just been like, okay, here's a whale. If I get this whale, I hit my whole quota with it. So then I'm just going to, that's going to be a big part of my time. But again, it takes a big part to get it started. But then again, you guys, you all, we all know this. It's not like you're spending every single day in there for the next year, right? You're going to be able to go get other deals, but there's stuff that you got to do. So it's just being able to allocate stuff to that. And then it's like, okay, for example, when I was a rep, who am I not following up on that I know I've had conversations with? Who could I go and talk to right now today? Who have I, who, what deals faded out of my pipeline that I need to restart the conversation? I need to re-show up. I need to have the conversation of going back. Did, is there something that I missed in that conversation? Like just by doing that reflection on your year on where you want to start and having the game plan, I promise you, most of you will hit your quota that year. Just by doing that. Because again, lack of preparation, lack of planning is what leads to lack of success. But if you plan to succeed, you will be successful because guess what? It's literally giving yourself the game plan and it's like, hey, Jacob, if you go close these two accounts plus do all the other stuff that you're already doing, you will not only hit quota, you'll exceed it. Great. So now I have the game plan instead of what I hear all the time. 
I'm doing this launch. I'm doing this launch, doing this launch. And one of the mistakes I made as a brand new rep, why I'm saying this to you all is so many new reps associates or, or even first year reps that are getting into a territory. They're like, Jacob, I'm getting uh, launches. I'm doing it. And I'm like, great. What's the doctor's revenue? What's the outcome of that launch? Because I was the person coming in with not a lot of guidance. And they're just like, here, go make the thing. I'm just doing lunches with people who are doing one case a month. Why am I wasting my time paying for money, setting up lunches, taking my time to talk with that person when there's somebody else who's probably doing nine cases a month? The same amount of time, same amount of stuff. And guess what? What I've usually learned is guess who the worst surgeons are? The people who aren't doing the surgeries all the time, right? So now they're going to blame your device if it doesn't go great, but they're only doing it once a month. Compared to the person who's doing two or three a week, they're going to be like, oh, great. And then they can actually see the difference because they do so many, right? That's where the value comes in. And so what I can just sit here and tell you guys is that's some, a mistake that I made that I don't want you to make is like, where's your time best spent? How are you being productive? And if you are doing lunches, is the juice worth the squeeze? Same thing with accounts. I watch so many people who are like, I'm an account that's doing $50,000 a, a month for me. That's great. Right. But when you have a massive quota and it's like, I'm doing 50,000, I pretty much tapped out every piece of thing I can. Maybe there's an extra three, $4,000 I can get here, but there's a, an account that's across you're in same in territory. Maybe it's across town, but that account you have at two or $12,000. But guess what? The opportunity there is actually a hundred thousand dollar uplift, right? Cause if you got these three surgeons that by itself would actually uplift your whole territory, a hundred grand. Right. And so the reason I'm just saying that is then I watch the people who are like, oh, I'm here. I have to do this because this is my big honcho, but they're maxed out. Then they have the account over here that they could actually go put the time in. Again, it's not that you just leave them. But again, if you've been there, you should have if you aren't again, depending on the product. But if you aren't, you should be able to have the relationships where like, Doc, you've done 50 of these this month or this last two months, you you know you don't need me, the staff here. I've trained it. I've done in-services. I can do all that, and you can help them with that. So you can then free yourself up. Now, if you're in ortho or something else where you have to usually be there, there has to be a rep in the room, okay, maybe an associate's taking that. You know, there, There's just things to be creative on. And so that's what I want you all to think about. So that's where it's like, where do you need to spend more time on? Again, going up on another one I had was, which I already mentioned on, was following up on the leads that just died. There's so many times, even like this year when I was doing follow-ups on it myself and I'm reflecting, I'm like, hey, there's these deals that I actually had going, conversations, people were interested and then they just went cold. They just went ghost, right? Now, we all know October, November, December, who knows what's going on? They People just quit working. They don't do it, budgets, whatever it is. But what deals did you have that were going and now they just stopped? And now what we a lot of times and what I see a lot of reps do is they're like, well, they didn't want it. They just didn't want it, right? You don't know that. They didn't want it at the time. What about three months from now? Do they want it, right? And so it's just following up with those exact same accounts or people that you were talking to and seeing. And also what you guys forget, we all know this, just like medical device sales, it's the new years. What are we seeing? People taking new jobs, promotions, people leaving, all this stuff. Guess what happens in the hospitals? Exact same. So so Susie or Rick, who were the worst purchasing people that you've ever met that were just rude and they wouldn't get anything, guess what? They might now have left. There's a new purchaser. Like I can sit here and tell you there were multiple deals I did this with where somebody came into the new spot and then I'm like, Sharon, it's great to meet you. I actually was working with Rick. Here's the quote that he was supposed to purchase, but I didn't know he was leaving. He actually didn't tell me. And they're like, oh, they, they wanted to buy this? And I'm like, yeah, that was the thing. And then guess what? It got bought. Right, because you had someone new 
You went in, built the rapport, you showed them that you trusted, and guess what? Because I was a valuable player of the team, when I, all the accounts, all my surgeons that I was working with, I showed the value. Then when they're like, hey, did we really want this? And people are like, yes. But I had Rick, who was just not letting it happen because Rick worked there for 20 years and doesn't like it, right? Or whatever it is. He doesn't even know me, right? I come in, I'm energetic, I'm happy, and he's like, I hate this dude. Because guess what? He's a sloth. He doesn't like his job. He's not happy. And just because I walked in, he hates me because I'm a rep. It happens all the time, right? So following up because people are always changing inside of this industry. Then going into it, back to what I just said, lunches. Spend your time where it matters. Juice worth the squeeze. Stop going and doing lunches with people because, again, I as the new rep can say this and admit it. I was like, got a lunch. Got a lunch. Yes, yes. And then when I was brand new and I really had nothing, there would be times I'd do a lunch and I'd be like, yeah, I don't even operate. But I didn't have a database. I didn't even know about the database at the point where I'm like, oh, I just was looking up OBGYNs and trying to do lunches, right? I was just trying to grow my territory. But as you get into it, use your resources. Know, hey, okay, I go into the CRM. This doctor is reportedly worth this much. I will just sit here and tell you the CRMs are all trash. They're not real. Like I've, I've mentioned on a podcast before, I had a CRM where I was like, this doctor did $500,000 in a year. And I was like, there's my whale. If I go get it. And guess what? I actually had the lunch. They loved it. They asked to actually do a trial into three locations. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to go great. And then guess what? They actually only did about 80K, which again is still good, but it's not $500,000. The reason I'm just telling you that is it still gave me an idea of like, okay, this one is probably 80K was still like a higher volume. So I'm like, okay, we can still do that. So the reason I'm just saying that it gives you ideas on what you should be doing, where you should be going with that, but make sure it's worth it. And then the last one that I have to tell you all about is really the biggest thing I can say because I see it all the time, extreme ownership. And this is going to be the most hurtful one for most people because it's egos. We live in sales. Everyone's egotistical. Everyone's like, oh, I'm the best there ever was and I'm God's gift. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm just a dude. You're just a person. You're just a rep, right? The reality of it is, is so many times I hear people who are like, Jacob, I broke in. I did this stuff, all that things. Great. That doesn't get you sales. That doesn't get you where you need to be because I can sit here and tell you if you're not crushing quota, if you're not crushing it as an associate and going up, it's because you're doing something. I hear this all the time and it's the weakest thing I can ever hear. Oh, my manager, your manager doesn't determine your success. It can it be a hurdle thousand percent. But guess what? I came in lowest account in the nation. I didn't always get to talk to my manager at all time because they lived in another state. I didn't even meet my manager till the first year. I was in it, like literally like 11 months into the job that I actually met them in person, right? I was in COVID. They weren't even allowing reps and I had nobody helping me. I had Alex when he had time, but he had to run his territory as well, right? And so the reason I'm just saying that, I had every excuse to be like, I didn't hit quota. It was because of A, B, C, D. That's a loser mentality and it's why most of you won't hit your quota. Because so many times I hear, oh, it's this, or it's, it's my territory, it's the product I sold. You're the one who went into the company. That's on you, right? And then this is the last thing I'll just say, is to like, especially like reps. I hear it all the time in the ortho. They're like, I work all the time. I make $110,000. I've been in it for three years. And, uh, you know, I've heard people making one hundred seventy dollars starting out in other companies. First off, let me just clarify, that is true. Like if you're making one hundred ten grand and you've been in for two, three years, again, the average rep makes one hundred seventy seven k. I've gotten people with no degree or like first time, first year in, and they're making 130 to 160. So let me just, yes, that's real. But instead of getting mad and being like, oh, this is, again, don't believe me. I don't care. You, it's all your guys' own life. You don't have to believe a word I say. But the reason I'm just saying this is if you're in that spot and then you're all mad, it's your fault. 
it's your fault. You stay there. The dumbest thing I ever see by reps and, and not even just reps, just in life. It's all these people who complain about where they're at in life, their friends, their people, and they stay there. Stop, stop complaining. Either make a change or shut up because that's the biggest and best advice I can tell you because guess why? I've done it to myself. You know how many times I walked in and I was complaining about a thing and then I had to have a reflection on a walk and I'm like, I am such a silly goose for the fact of I sit here and complain about it and I'm the one in control of it. So if I really don't like it, I can either change it and actually go do something about it or I can leave if it's like a job, right? So the reason I'm just saying that is why you guys aren't being successful is because a lot of times people aren't doing the right things like I just said, where putting in the work, doing the stuff or being proactive and getting the juice with the squeeze and all that stuff. But what I see a lot of times, it's the blame game. And you, going back to extreme ownership, you are the reason your life is the way it is. Oh, Jacob, you don't know my background. Oh, Jacob, you don't know what I've been through. Oh, I don't care because all of you, we all come from stuff. We all have personal things. We all have things. But the difference between the winners and the losers, the winners figure it out. and They're just like, I'm going to go be successful. and I'm going to make it happen. The losers will always play the victim. So if you want to be a successful medical device sales rep, stop playing the victim. Actually get after it. Go hustle. Go make your dreams reality. Go save people. Make Sell a product that changes people's life in a positive impact. If you do that in a proper manner, you'll make more money than you ever thought because you you'll hit your quota. Because of that, you'll be able to go bless yourself, bless your family, and bless other people. And that's what this is all about. All right. So hopefully this is helpful because again, my friends, I'm just here to help you all be successful. But a lot of times it's a big look in the mirror of like, am I really doing everything? Because I can sit here and tell you when I've lost, it's me, right? It's always me. Like people are really fast to be like, I'm winner. I did this. I made this sale. I do that. But what happens when it doesn't happen, right? Extreme ownership in every aspect of your life. If you do that, my friends, not just in med device sales, just in life, you will have an amazing life. You'll be extremely happy and you can be able to own everything in a proper manner. So hope this was helpful. Press that like and subscribe button. If you can, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. It would mean the world to me. If you found this helpful, please share this with somebody. Uh, again, it's a quick share. I hope it can help somebody else. But also, if you guys haven't, follow us on LinkedIn. Share this on LinkedIn. Would love to see if it is helping you because I get messages on LinkedIn. But if it's really helping you and you think it could help someone else, post it on LinkedIn. Tag first year in. Tag me. Would love to see it. But I just want you all to know, going back to everything, I come from a place of abundance. It's why we put the free stuff out. I just want you to win. You being successful in medical device sales does not take away from me being successful in medical device sales. You making money does not take away from me making money. It's wh why I'm doing this, why I'm putting all this stuff out, because guess what? Most people won't tell you this because they look at it as competition, right? That's where you just have to have to have, you have to have the confidence, excuse me. You have to have the confidence to believe in yourself enough that even if you went up to, <laughs> if somebody takes all my stuff and they went up and they're like, I can beat you. I'm like, okay, let's get on the starting line. I'm never afraid of anybody because, again, I'm not also trying to run everyone's race. I'm running my own race, right? Run your own race. Last thing I always say, because you hear me say it all the time, but I'm going to start saying it even more. Eagles don't fly with pigeons. Stop trying to hang out with pigeons. Go be an eagle. Crush it in medical device sales. Crush it in life. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.